Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. Greg, good to see you again. Hey, Dave. Good afternoon. <laughs> We've got a, a, a really good episode ahead of us, but it's um, kind of a downer. But uh, we are actually talking about death. And not just death in general. We're talking about your death, <laughs> uh, which is not really that funny. But uh, but something we don't think about a lot. As we get older, sometimes we do. We kind of we don't dwell on it, but mm-hmm. it comes becomes a little more real. Uh, don't you think it does, Greg? Don't you see that? Oh my gosh, yes. Especially if um, you know you start doing some of the more serious things in life, thinking about your your will and maybe who's going to take care of your kids and life insurance and things like that. It starts to get pretty serious pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Serious stuff. And, and uh, we're going to talk about that because it, a lot of this uh, information we talk about comes from uh, my book, the Amazon number one bestseller finishing on fire, finishing on fire. And the subtitle is live your legacy of purpose, passion, and prosperity. And uh, in that book, we, we talk about death and we talk about um, a, a chapter actually is called the flags of life, but it talks about death in there and how sometimes you get a black flag and that is a death moment. Uh, and we're going to talk about different people in your life that pass, but, but tonight is about uh, your death and, and not, you know, somebody else's it, it's about you and, and where are you at with that? So Greg, what's your thought on it? Yeah, so I think, you know, just thinking about somebody maybe listening today and they may may think, I'm going to turn this episode off because this doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would encourage you to, to listen on a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it may not be fun to think about, but, it's a, but it is a positive and forward-thinking uh, action to think about this and to just work your way through it. I mean, yeah. we, we don't have a choice. Um, we're, we're at some point in time, we're going to expire from this earth. Uh, <laughs> guaranteed. So I, guaranteed. So I, so I think we want to be able to do that on a way that we've, uh, that we've done our best and yeah. we've, we've left those around us in the best shape yeah. that we can with the least, um, they're going to have, Hopefully they're going to have some grief and miss us. <laughs> they're going to miss us, <laughs> but we don't Party want to, add to, we don't want to add to that stress, you know? Yeah, so anyway, yeah. that's, that's, you know, that's good. And, and the thing about it, a lot of times I know I've uh, accused my wife of being an ostrich. I said, honey, when it comes to certain things, but like death and, and talking about this stuff, she puts her head in the sand and, and just pretends, Oh, I don't see it. So it's not going to happen. You know, it's not reality. And, and guys, it's reality. Uh, we're all going to go. And the best thing we can do is, is to love our family, uh, and prepare, you know, for that, you know, inevitable situation and, and make it uh, the, the least painful as we can, um, for our families, if, if you love anybody, uh, just, you know, you need to be smart about this thing and think about it and, and make some plans. But, but we've got 
I think in our show tonight, Greg, something I'm excited about is, is living a life every day as if um, it's your last day and just make it a really good day. And that's what the whole book is about finishing on fire. It's about finishing your life on fire. And, and I say at the end, you know, you can either fire up or you can fizzle out and, and it's a daily choice, you know, what you, what you want to do. So now this will be a good time. We need to uh, mention our website is uh, finishingonfire.com, finishingonfire.com. And if you do want a copy of the book, uh, just go on Amazon, type in, you know, Dave Wadsworth, W-A-D-S-W-O-R-T-H, Wadsworth, um, or you can uh, just you know type in finishing on fire and it should pop up. But but these are our ideas that we want to share because we care about you, you know, living your life every day and, and just making it a great day. And so uh, that's what we want to talk about and how we can help you do that. So. So you want to start off with, uh, I think you had a quote from the book that you wanted to share with us today. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. I, I started out uh, the book, the very first chapter, and we talked about uh, that here, I don't know, a few episodes ago about my granddaughter, uh, Harper Lee, but actually in, in chapter one, the very first uh, of that chapter is a quote, and it's actually from James 4.14. Uh, if you're a Christian, you know where that's at. It's in the New Testament, but it's James 4.14, and the quote is, it's actually a question first and then the answer. And, and it's very straightforward. It's really kind of interesting if you think about it. So the quote is, what is your life? You are a mist, a fleeting vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. All right. One more time. What is your life? You are a mist, a fleeting vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. That's kind of sobering, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that, you know, word picture of a, of a vapor or a mist. And you just visualize what that looks like. You know, perhaps you're, you're going outside in a cold day and expelling some air and you see that vapor that just disperses quickly or you're, I don't know, maybe you're cooking <laughs> and, you're <laughs> making, and you're making some things on the stove and you can see how quickly that just dissipates and rolls off. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a good word picture. The way you said that, like going out in the cold, you know, it's wintertime right now. And you think about that, you go out and you breathe heavy and you just see a big uh, vapor, a big cloud mm -hmm. there, but in a few seconds it's gone. Mm -hmm. And if you think about your life, as, as we get older, and I don't know if this, if you feel this way too, Greg, but it seems like time just moves faster and faster and faster that, that the years click off. Uh, just, you know, like before, you know, seemed like time would drag on, but, but, and the years would drag on, but now it's like, wow, where did that year go? <laughs> yeah. So it's moving right along, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not stopping for you. That's for sure. Um, now, one of the things, Greg, in my book, um, there's a chapter in here uh, called dead by midnight. And we want to talk about that a little bit. And that's, um, uh, on chap on page 130 uh it's a start of a chapter and it's uh, it's an idea that was proposed by og mandino and og mandino was a great great man he um was a uh a, a, 
a person who, who wanted to help the world. And he did with his books. He had written and sold, I think at the time, years ago, it was over 14 million copies of his books, which at the time was a world record. Uh, now, of course, that was way before uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, but Augmandino, he talked about, and this is in this chapter uh, that I'm telling you about. It's called, the, the chapter is called Dead by Midnight. Um, and the whole idea, and this is really... This is a nugget that I'm glad you, if you're still listening, which you are, cause you're hearing me, <laughs> but dead by midnight is something I talk about a lot. And, and it is just an idea for you to use and implement in your life. And you'll, if you'll just do this one thing, implement this one idea out of this book, it'll change your life immediately and profoundly. I am just uh, amazed at when I implement this stuff, when I look at this, uh, it, it, it's amazing what happens. But um, and it talks about uh, here. I talk about, you know, so many times we judge, criticize and condemn people flippantly. Uh, we, you know, we just kind of look at them and we make a, a comment or, or we're thinking, you know, ill of them. Um, and we have little or no regard for their life or what they're going through. You know, Greg, sometimes uh, people are just you know, they're having a bad day. You know, we don't know what they're dealing with. And, and so many times we need to realize that given their circumstances, if we were in their shoes, we would probably respond in a similar way, uh, you know, because, you know, we're, we're pulled that way. But the story of Dead by Midnight, uh, do you remember what it's about? Can you tell it or you want me to tell it? <laughs> if you tell it, it'd be much more entertaining. So I'm going to let you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll screw it up way better than you. Come on. Hey, that'll make it laugh. Uh, the, the, the whole idea was this. Uh, <laughs> Augmandino, um, he said, you know, if you want to uh, change people's lives and you want to change your life, this is a, a habit you want to start doing. And he said, when you get up in the morning, every person you meet, you want to pretend that you have a deep, dark secret uh, about that person that they don't know, nobody knows, but you, and, and you have this secret and you know that that person is going to be dead by midnight, that their life will end. It will actually come to end at midnight tonight. And, and you know that, but they don't, and they're just going along with life. And, and when you look at somebody in that regard, and if you'll do this, if you'll look at every person you meet and, and, and think, okay, I got a secret. And the secret is, this person's going to be dead by midnight. Well, how would you treat that person? How would you respect that person? How would you regard that person differently than you do now? And, and a lot of times we go through, through life and we just, uh, we ignore people or we just look down upon people or we don't uh, give them their respect. You know, we just kind of go through the motions and, and, but if we look at somebody like this, each person, say the guy, um, at the toll booth, you know, if you're driving through traffic and you go to the toll booth and you're throwing your money in and you need change or whatever, you know, he's got a, a job that, you know, we wouldn't want, but his life may be really tough too, but you need to realize he's got probably a mom and a dad or maybe children, maybe a, a wife, you know, someone. And so if we treat him with kindness and respect, um, you know, like he is going to be dead by midnight, because I guarantee you when he dies, uh, there's going to be a lot of grief, you know, people will be upset. And, and the next day, 
you know, there's going to be a family that's, that's, that's lost because, you know, they, they, there's a big hole in their heart and we need to look at treating people with this uh, mindset and, and this thought pattern is, Hey, they're going to be dead by midnight. And, and I guarantee you, you start treating people like they're going to be dead by midnight. Uh, you're going to be friendlier to them. You're going to be more courteous. You're going to, you know, uh, spend a little bit more time with them and, 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 and just encourage them, lift them up because, um, and when you do that, here's the result not only are you going to help them have a much better day and they're going to be, uh, you know, buoyed, their spirit will be lifted, but yours will be too. It'll be amazing how their reaction will be so positive and come back to you in a way that you're like, wow, that was a nice exchange, you know, a, a greeting and then another greeting and back and forth and, and just a, a kindness, a kind word. And I know this, the way the world is now, it seems like, you know, that's, that's lacking in our, just our common discourse every day. And, uh, and I, I think mm -hmm. about that. So, so that's what dead by midnight means. And if you will just try to, to, to treat people that way, and you could start with your spouse or start with your children or, or your parents, whoever, but every person and just pretend that, Hey, this is their last day. All right. Treat them with the respect that they deserve. And you will be surprised you'll be flabbergasted at the response you get and how much it will enhance your life and I, I think that's phenomenal that's just my idea so yeah I love that I love that story and that um, that mindset and especially you know we've talked a lot about regrets and even mm -hmm. it, even each day you know especially um, you know sometimes we're in a hurry we go speeding through our day we don't think about the other people around us and then until you get home later that night you put your <laughs> head on the pillow or something and you have a moment and you think wow, I wasn't, you know, that exchange with somebody that you talked, had an interaction with. Yeah, that didn't go so well. I should have been a better person and, you know, showed up as a better person today. And so this is just um, for us all to think about just being more present in what we're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. I like that because we just, like you say, you speed through your day and you just overlook people and situations, you know, and I found out, Greg, that when I, I stop and look at somebody and, and recognize them and, and, and realize that, you know what, they've got issues too. And, and they're, they're a person just like me and respect them the way they deserve uh, that all of a sudden I learn things because mm -hmm. I talk to people and things come out and I'm like, wow, I'm glad I said something to that person because I learned, you know, this or that, which, which is really very positive. I, I love to learn. And I think if, if we take that little bit of time to, to have that, that, that common, courteous, brief conversation that we're going to, our life will be enhanced tremendously. And so I, yeah, I just, I just like the whole idea. So, yeah. So one of the things I know we were going to talk about today is, so not not only do we have the the normal, um, I guess thoughts about death and how that how that might come about, we're in somewhere maybe we'll call it the middle of COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if we're near the end. Who knows? So we're just going to call it the middle for right now. <laughs> so. But in, in that situation, I mean, it, it, it kind of, actually, I was sitting here thinking about this as we were talking about, it combines the word picture of the vapor 
because everyone's walking around with masks on because they're afraid of essentially vapors from other people. Yes. Their vapor going to some other person. So another new meaning with this whole thing, as you think about that, but, but I think the bottom line we wanted to touch upon was COVID-19 it, um, it, it's, it's an equal opportunity thing. Uh, it can really, um, it, though it uh, seems to have a bigger impact on older people, people that have been mm-hmm. you know, with us longer, uh, can have some really serious illnesses, even some of those resulting in death. But um, it, it doesn't um, skip over people. Uh, it seems to go after them with equal veracity. So mm. that, that really brings things to mind when you're thinking about that person that you're talking with today that has a mask on, that you can't see their facial expressions. It's even a little more challenging to be nice to them because you're not sure how they're being to you. And so you just need to go that extra mile and yeah. make sure that you know, you've done your best. You know, that's a really good point. I never really thought of it that way, but you're right. It does. I, I love, uh, my wife and I uh, went out for lunch the other day. Uh, it was her birthday. And uh, the lady that served us, she had, uh, instead of having a mask on, she had the face shield. And she had the most beautiful smile and the most beautiful mm. teeth. And I told her, I said, I just love your smile. You've got a beautiful smile. We were actually at an Amish restaurant okay. and, uh, and, and this, this, you, she beamed. I mean, she just, you know, smiled so big and the mask, it takes that away, but, but her face, she just had glasses and a real light, you know, thin shield, but it was a, a full size shield. Uh, so it was protecting. And I, I kind of wish we all, had that so we could because i think a lot of people a lot of times we're hiding behind those masks and and it's it's really kind of a a a sad issue you know with with, um Mm. hiding our expressions and our our smile because uh, you know our communication the vast majority of communication is nonverbal, right and when you're talking to people and i my wife says she says dave you're deaf you can't even you can't hear stuff and i said well it's probably selective hearing you know <laughs> like a three-year-old you know i hear what i want to hear but but she sometimes she says i'm deaf and and i realized with our mask on so many times i'm looking at lips and i'm reading lips and i, and I have to have the full face to really catch everything like i was and, and all of a sudden this has kind of hampered my communication and so uh Maybe I am a little deaf, but, <laughs> but, 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 you know, we talk about this COVID thing, Greg, um, I don't know how you've come out as far as how you've been impacted with your family, but my dad, uh, he passed away in, in 2016. Uh, it's kind of a weird deal. He was in a nursing home, but his sister was 86 and dad was 84 and dad died three months to the day after his sister which is kind of phenomenal. It's like, okay, they lived 84 and 86 years. Wow. And then they both died within three months exactly of each other. Just boom, they were gone. And, mm-hmm. and, and my aunt wasn't, she had cancer, but she wasn't supposed to die, but it, it was kind of a quick thing and it took her. And then within three months, then my dad, uh, he had a, a little stint. He went to the, from the nursing home to the hospital, just an overnight thing. My brother and I were there. And they talked like, okay, we're going to keep him overnight. We'll see how he does. The next morning, he was good. Everything seemed good. They were going to take him back to the nursing home. He was, you know, talking and everything's great. All of a sudden, that afternoon, he just took a turn for the worst. And by midnight, he was gone. My dad was gone. And mm-hmm. it's just, just that quick. And it's like, wow. And, and you kind of think, well, 
Well, was dad just kind of hanging on to take care of his sister, just, you know, make sure she was okay. And then he passed, I don't know, you think of these funny things because dad, he kind of, you know, took care of his older sister. You know, she had a, a kind of a rough life uh, up and down and stuff, but anyway, but dad was in this nursing home and they got hit so bad by the COVID it came in. And one of the first people that died actually was uh, my cousin, cousin Jenny. And now she was 82. And, and so she had had a long life, but, and then it went through and it's not a big nursing home and it ended up killing, I think 16 of the residents died uh, in that nursing home. And, and the, one of the biggest tragedies, Greg, this just broke my heart. The family, they were not allowed to come in and be and comfort their dying mm. parents or sibling, whoever it might be, but uh, mostly, you know, a parent, but the children weren't able to sit in there and just hold their hand, you know, as they suffered and passed because of the COVID restrictions. And to me, that's sad. That is, that's, and that, in my opinion, that's wrong. You know, let them, let them suit up, you know, in some kind of body suit, go into the room and then they're not around anybody except for their, you know, their loved one and, and let them just, cause a lot of people are scared when they're dying they're, They just don't want to die alone. I had a friend years ago and he said, you know what, Dave, he says he had a stage four liver cancer, something really bad. And he said, I just don't want to die alone. I just don't want to die alone. And he was a young guy like me. He was, you know, 56 at the time, maybe. So it's, it's kind of sad, but I was going to say the COVID thing. So it took out my, uh, my cousin, Jenny, uh, she was 82. And then I had a cousin, uh, 62 and, and she died of the COVID and she had a pre-existing condition. She had some health issues. Uh, and then I had another cousin who come within a whisker, of death. I mean, he was so close. They called him his miracle. Uh, the mm -hmm. doctor said, this is my miracle fellow here. And then I had a third cousin that was 52 and she was in great health and, and she died. Okay. Wow. And last night I found, um, that my, uh, uh, one of my neighbors, lifelong friend, I, I grew up, we were just two doors away and, uh, I played in the sandbox with his little sister. You know, she was about my age. Uh, when we were little kids, we were, you know, four and five years old. I remember being in the sandbox with her and I played basketball with this guy. I played uh, football out at the park. We played baseball. We just had a lot of fun and we grew up together and, and he passed away last night, uh, at, at my wife's hospital of COVID and just a sad deal. Now he had a pre-existing condition. He had uh, diabetes and, and he had lost a legs uh, a year or two ago. And, but still it just, it was just hard. And, uh, he was 64 years old you know, 64 wow. years old. And, and I've lost a lot, a lot of, um, uh, family and friends. Uh, and, and it's so weird. I've had people that I've, I've uh, dealt with and talked to that were, you know, in their seventies and eighties and got to COVID. They had a few symptoms and stuff, nothing too bad. And they were fine. And then younger people that got it and it just whipped them. I mean, my yeah. cousin or my cousin, my nephew, uh, he is 28 years old and he got COVID out in Kansas city and he was, it, it, it laid him flat on his back for two days. He was so, he couldn't hardly move a muscle. He said, and, mm. uh, and it took him a while, but he come out of it and now he's good, but he lost his sense of taste and smell. And then all of a sudden he was just, his body was just taken over by this disease. So, so I just, when we talk about death and then our death, I think, you know, 
this COVID really opens our eyes to, to how fleeting our lives are and how quickly death is, is just right there. So, so it just, just kind of, I don't know. It just, it kind of takes the wind out of you. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know, just crazy. So I, I would say you've been um, hit a little bit harder than many other people that I've talked to and, and more than, you know, we have as well. We've known a number of people that have contracted um, COVID-19 and uh, one of them was a, um, some good friends of ours that they have a very large family business. that's a uh, wholesale greenhouse. And so they, um, their, the husband got it first, then their son-in-law, then mm-hmm. some of their employees, and then um, the spouse of the, of the, the husband got it. Um, thankfully, I mean, it was touch and go for the wife and the husband. Yeah. But yeah. um, they're they're thankfully they're all still with us now, so that's, that's wow. a good outcome. Wow, and, and see that was a th- it's the weirdest thing about this disease. Uh, my cousin, who's fifty two, she was a, a vibrant young woman. You know, I say fifty two young woman uh, because I'm sixty now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing is, she was healthy and everything. Now her father in law, who was uh, let's see how old is he? He's about eighty. Um, two or three maybe right now and he got it too now he was sick but uh and he was in the hospital for a little while but he came around and he he survived but she was 30 years younger and in much better health and didn't have the pre-existing conditions and yet it got her it took her and 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 she could she couldn't come out of it so i you know and sometimes it's a thing of uh, you feel as you're younger and stronger, you feel like, well, I don't need to go to the hospital. I'll just fight it off. I'll just fight it off. Like you always do. You know, that's right. the way we are. You know, we're, we're like, okay, yeah, it's just another, you know, episode in life. That's going to be hard, but we just don't think about, you know, going to the hospital at the drop of a hat, you know, but, but this thing here is so weird and so unpredictable. I think we have to look at things a little differently. And so I don't know, it's just, just kind of scary. So <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about um, the, the world before COVID-19. And so I went and looked up today what the life expectancy prediction was for 2019, you know, because those are uh, formulated ahead of time. It's not at the end of 2019, but the uh, average age was 78.87 years. Wow. Yeah. Life, expe- life expectancy, you know, things are getting longer, but that's... Now, uh, is that men or is that everybody? Is that men? That's combined. Women? It's combined together. Okay. Okay. All right. So right now, how old are you? How old am I? I'm 62. Can you tell your age? Yeah. yeah how old are you? Six two. Six two. Okay. All right. I just turned 60. Okay, which is kind of amazing. And um, so that means I'm looking at 78. So I've got another 18.87 years. <laughs> so I guess if you think about it, I, our, our lifespan has, has um, uh, depressed or it, it's kind of restricted or, or constricted, I guess, to a, a point of, of less than 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, is what we can think about. And that's kind of what I had in my book. I, I write Finishing on Fire. We're basically in our fourth quarter. Uh, you know, I was watching the football game, uh, the playoffs. The Packers just got beat by uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay. Yuck. But anyway, um, and, and the thing is, uh, we need to be playing our game of life as if we're in the, the final quarter. Okay. We're in the fourth quarter. 
and we got to go for it. We've got to do it. We've got to, uh, and, and actually some of us, uh, really, we're probably at the two minute warning where we need to really, you know, we really, uh, heighten the awareness, you know, of, of life. But, you know, you talk about this life expectancy. I want to bring in something funny. We're in future episodes, what we're going to talk, we're going to have different, um, segments and and one is called uh wadzi's world and it, we're going to have funny stories about animals that we're going to talk about and greg's going to pick an animal just at random and i from a list there's going to be like 40 some of them maybe over 50 by the time we get done but mm-hmm. he's going to pick an animal and then i've got to come up with a story uh just right off the cuff about that particular animal that i've had an encounter with in my life and and i've had some really really funny and amazing stories with animals <laughs> all over the world <laughs> in my life. And, uh, and one thing we talk about life, you know, you say life and expectancy and, you know, with a cat, they, they say, I don't know how, the, how long a cat's supposed to live, but I know they say they, they have nine lives. Um, well, the current cat we've got Steve-O he's got like 99 lives. The dude is, is, is living forever, but I don't know. He just, he's got like a death wish. I mean, I don't know some of the things and we'll tell, talk about him later, but one story I wanted to bring up for Wadsey's world for this episode is uh, the hourglass kitty. And this, my wife, I tell you what, she's funny, but she gets up early in the morning and typically she goes out the, the side um, the kitchen door into the garage and, and she opens the garage door. She'll push the button on the wall there and it lifts the garage door. And then she'll go around behind, put stuff in her car and then get in and, and, and pull out of the, the drive or the <laughs> garage. And of course, I always like to go in and get in my vehicle. And then I push the button and open the garage door and back out. That's the way I do it. It's just kind of different. Well, our, we had some cats and uh, I don't even know the name of this one. Uh, but anyway, um, one morning, what happened? Well, the night before this will happen. Um, I was running around doing stuff. I come in the house and then I looked out and I realized the garage door was still up. So I reached out the door, uh, the kitchen door and I pushed the button and the garage door went down and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. the garage door down. I went to bed. Right. Well, the next morning, Glenda's up at like four 30 in the morning, quarter five, and she's getting ready for work. And so she gets everything ready and she, she goes out to get in her car and she pushes the garage door button. Uh, to lift the garage door and she walks around behind her her car and she looks and there's a cat laying there over behind my car and she says oh kitty time to get up you know she thought the kitty was sleeping right (laughs) (laughs) well actually the kitty was not sleeping well permanently sleeping what had happened these cats are so stupid and and i know they don't know how to operate garage doors but they stand there and for underneath the garage door and they're like they're looking at it and they're like See in out in out crunch, you know, because they're right underneath it, you know. And they're, they're they can't decide: do I want to go in? Do I want to go out? Do I want to go in? Go out? And by that time, then the door just kind of collapses on them, you know. And they're like, okay, so so this cat, what had happened? The door is standing underneath there, you know. I couldn't decide, and the garage door came down, kind of right on its middle. And all night long, the door was on the cat and it, oh and my. when she raised up the, the door, you know, it had suffocated and what had happened, it looked like an hourglass, mm. uh, the, you know, big on both ends and skinny in the middle. And 
my wife just goes nuts. She comes screaming in the house, Dave, 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 you know, oh my gosh, the kitty, the kitty, the kitty, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, not another one. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> so I have to come out at, at, you know, I wasn't even up yet. And it was like 5.15 or 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, okay, it's pitch black outside. I've got to take care of the cat. You know, Dave gets a job of, of burying the cat. So this is uh, this mm. cat here. He did. He he wasn't a full adult, but he was pretty big. But you know, his life was ended very quickly. And um, and, <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh at death, but I mean, it's part of life. We're not going to get out of this thing alive. So we need to deal with it. And uh, sometimes we just have to laugh and 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 go on. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 the story of the hourglass kitty. So uh, if uh, if you don't like my hourglass kitty story, I guess you will have to quit listening to uh, further episodes. But. Uh, not every every story about animals will end in death. I promise you that. So, <laughs> yeah. but since we were <laughs> we were talking sorry. about death, hey. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that. Sorry for your cat loss, but um, yeah, it does fit with today's subject really well, as you just yeah. were saying. Ugh. The um, now one thing, um, the, the dead by midnight. You know, I want to. Um, I guess that, that kind of goes into. Um, our behavior every day and, and, and kind of the thing I like to talk about is, you know, trying to be uh, non-judgmental. I've got a note on my desk and it, and it talks about, you know, no criticizing, condemning or judging. And as I've gotten older, I've tried to be careful about that of, of criticizing people and, and, and judging them, them and condemning them because, you know, one thing is life is pretty short you know, let's, let's try to stick to the good stuff and the positive, but also, uh, I find out that when I find out more information about that person and their situation mm -hmm. that I, I also have a lot of empathy for them. And I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, now I see why they were being kind of a jerk or rude or, or, or why they did what they did, you know? So that's, that's one part of, you know, realizing, I think our mortality, we, we, we stopped, trying to criticize, condemn, and judge so much. So I don't know. Have you found that, Greg, in your yeah, life? Or? Absolutely. I mean, you think about how many times in your life, I'm sure you've had this situation too, where you meet somebody, you have an initial impression with of them, and maybe it's not the best. And then either they're a coworker, you have to work alongside them. Or maybe it's a, um, someone that is in the neighborhood, your new neighbor or something like that. But then you spend time with them, some elongated time, really get to know them, and you find out, oh my gosh, you understand the context of their life, and you know more about their story, and it, uh, and it gives them an opportunity to really shine before your eyes. Not that they have to do that, but it's you doing the understanding and really mm -hmm. um, getting a better picture of who they're all about, valuing them as a, you know, as a real individual person. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. I, I, I remember when I was young, I had a, a lady that came to visit my grandma. We were at my grandma's. I was a young boy and this lady, uh, and I looked at her and I thought, oh my gosh, that's the ugliest woman I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> I just, that just what popped in my head. I didn't say anything. I mean, I didn't say, Hey lady, you're just ugly. You know, you're like mud fence, ugly. I, I didn't do that, but I, I, I judged her and I looked at her right. and I thought, wow, she's just not a very attractive person. Well, uh, come to find out a few years ago, I had her as a teacher, mm. uh, in a class, a Sunday school class, actually. And 
she was one of the most wonderful human beings to ever walk the face of the earth. And today I can tell you all kinds of things about that woman, but my first judgmental thoughts about her was, wow, she's not attractive at all. But the, the beauty of that woman was far surpassed any beauty I ever had. Uh, But because her heart, her generosity was, was phenomenal. Uh, the kindness, the things that she would do uh, for people, especially children. She was just so good with children. And I was like, and I am ashamed to this day. <laughs> and that's been, and that's been 55 years ago, you know, it's like, you know, and so, so that judging, condemning, criticizing so many times, it's a wrong, uh, wrong reaction uh, and just kind of a knee jerk reaction mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. really is is not something that that sticks now a lot of times a you know a first reaction you know you learn a lot that way but be careful be careful and so i think that will enhance your life if you look at things you know a little little more in perspective of that so absolutely yeah. and, I, and i love the you know just the thought of that if you can plant that seed that dead by midnight seed in your brain every day uh and i know you've got a couple other things to some wisdom to uh, provide to us around that thought. But, you know, if you can, if you can begin the day with that in your mind, you're going to have a lot better, um, a lot better outlook, a lot better set of interactions, a lot fairer set of interactions with other people and really get to appreciate them for who they are. Yeah. And you know, it's funny how you walk, you just go right by people and, and you just, you're in your own little world, but you're missing out on, the spice of life is variety and learning and, 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 and exploring and the creativity. We talked about that with Harper Lee, you know, my three-year-old granddaughter, how she is so full of, of passion and her purpose is to, is to, to love and sing and enjoy and create with everyone and everything that she's involved with, you know, just to live to the max. And, and I think what you were saying there if we open our eyes to every person we meet, and I'm not talking about, you know, grab everybody on the street and say, well, how you doing? And what, you know, tell me what's new in your life. No, no, no. I'm just saying when you're checking out at, at the grocery store, you know, don't just, you know, go through the motions. Okay. Here's some money, you know, to give me that. Just say, you know, how you doing today? You know, just brief conversations, but genuine, genuine right. stuff. And it will light your fire. I'm telling you, Greg, it will light you up. And all of a sudden it'll light that other person up. Now they may just be an old grumbly person and that's okay. You just leave them alone, but you did your part to reach to them and try to encourage them and, and just, you know, be a kind person. Cause a lot of people that go through the checkout line at a store or somewhere, they're just not very friendly with, with the, the, the cashier sure. or the clerk and which is sad, you know, they, they kind of look down on them. They judge them, they, whatever. And, and, and I just, I have no use for that. I, I really don't. So, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, you know, how you said that. So, yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the kind of the, <laughs> when you see some people um, and not that, you know, we've probably done this ourselves and maybe didn't realize it, but I try not to but you see people that are in front of you in line and they treat the checkout person like they're an ATM, like they're almost not a person. Exactly. Right. And it's, um, and and you think about what's that do to that person's day and how they feel about themselves and, you know, and such. So that's, that's where I think this challenge is really great because it just helps us to really um, open our eyes and wake up. Don't be that person. 
Yeah, do not. And, and, and I, a lot of times I'll, I'll sit back and I'll watch other people. And, and, and I truly feel this, Greg, the measure of a person, the quality of a person is how they treat people that can't do anything for them. Yep. Okay. You know, everybody schmoozes up and, and is nice to people that they can get something from or, or, or you know, will, will give them what they need. But the way you treat somebody that really can't do anything for you, that shows who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and you can look and you can watch people, how they interact with the cashier or, or uh, a clerk or someone in a toll booth person or whoever it is, uh, just everyday exchanges. You see how people treat, you know, people that, that are, are not, um, you know, uh, not famous or, or, or a person of high status, I guess, you know how I'm saying it and, 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 uh, or a, a substantial wealth or whatever, you know, how do you treat people that can't do anything for you? That really tells me who you are, you know, in your heart. And so that, that exactly. tells me a lot. Exactly. So I think yeah. one of the things you were going to do today for us is, uh, kind of give us a I know that uh, our theme song that we have for this podcast, um, you had commissioned that with some artists uh, to create that, uh, but with your um, inspiration to it, you're going to tell us a little bit more about that and how it applies to today. <laughs> that is so funny. I, uh, <laughs> there's a couple, uh, Todd and Emily, Todd and Emily, and I'll give them a plug here. Uh, it's called Gifty Song dot com g-i-f-t-y gifty song.com and greg what they do mm-hmm. uh if you have like a, a a big anniversary coming up or a big party coming up you know like a birthday or uh like for this podcast we had a song written uh specifically about you know a music about what we want as an intro and an outro to our 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 song our uh, show here and um and it goes along with uh, the book, the next book I'm writing or planning on writing. It's in my list of books, but <laughs> it, it's called uh, Attitude Before Underwear. And <laughs> the funny thing I think you were alluding to is about that song. It, it, it's really, I love the whole song. If you ever listen to the whole song and we need to, to, to play that sometime, but, but it talks about in the morning, and this is what the whole premise of the book is, is mm-hmm. And this is a, a challenge for you guys out there. This is your challenge, okay? In the morning, when you get up, okay, before you put on your socks, before you put on your shirt, before you put on your underwear, you have to put on the attitude that you're going to wear for the day. That's the most important thing that you will put on for the day. It's not your socks, your yep. shoes, your shirt, your underwear, it's your attitude. So before your underwear, <laughs> you put on the attitude that you're going to wear because that's your choice, Greg. It is exactly 100% in your control, the attitude that you wear or you carry for the day. If it's going to be positive, if you're going to be a nice person, a good person, a respectful person of everyone, or you're just going to be a flat out jerk or somebody that's rude and obnoxious and, and doesn't and sees through people or, or looks over the top of people that doesn't you know recognize people. That's an attitude of, of arrogance an attitude, attitude of pride and, and something that will absolutely 
make your life miserable. It really will. Now you may pretend that, that you're not miserable, but you are. And if you've got a negative attitude and you go through life like that, you're, you're empty. You really are. And you're living in a state of, of scarcity and your mentality is scarcity. And, and, but, but attitude before underwear, that's your challenge this week. When you get up in the morning, when you're getting dressed, before you put on anything, put on the attitude that you're going to wear that day and it will change your life. It makes the difference. It really does. And it's 100% yours. Doesn't matter what other people say to you. Doesn't matter what you uh, other people do. It doesn't matter about the events of the world. Right. You still have 100% control of your attitude. And I just, I just, I, I believe that with every fiber of my being, because I know uh, reading Viktor Frankl's book, in man's search for meaning, he was in Auschwitz, the Nazi death camp, and they had the Nazis had stripped him of everything. And he said, you know, they killed his, his wife, his, his new uh, young wife, his parents, uh, one of his siblings. They took everything. They took his clothes. They took everything, his home, his medical practice as a young doctor in Austria. And, and he said, our last freedom as a human being is our attitude our choice to choose our attitude, to respond to life in, in whatever way we want. And he decided to respond after he had been stripped of everything to respond in a positive way and try to survive and live and tell the story about what happened uh, in, in those death camps in Auschwitz and all the others. And, uh, and, and that was so powerful for him. And it, it's powerful for me, you know, to know that, Hey, no matter what, what I have taken away from me, I do have the power of my choice, my attitude to respond to life in a very positive way. And so, and, and I know you've done that too, Greg, in your life, you've probably had situations where, you know, things were pretty ugly, but yet you decided, okay, I want to go this direction. Don't. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You think about, <clears throat> and I won't go into the details of it, but Let's just say I had a new um, <laughs> a new boss at one point, <laughs> and um, uh, we, we we didn't see things the same way, and it was obvious for both of us. And it was a challenge to go into work every day, mm-hmm. do a do a great job, knowing that there was that conflict. And I'm sure you know our listeners have had this happen with um, family members or yeah. rel- some other relative, a neighbor, or something like that, where it's just a challenge, you know, day in, day out. But yeah, but uh, definitely that that um, that quote, that illustration for Viktor Frankl. Um, uh, I don't think any of us have an ex- extreme situation like he had. Oh no uh, way! But but um, oh my gosh, if he can do that in that in the face of that mm-hmm. um, th- that type of situation, uh, we should certainly be able to rise to the challenge ourselves. Yeah, that that's exactly right. That's that's really a good point because we, we don't have any excuses. We we really don't. We try to you know rationalize you know our behavior and and our responses in negative ways, but but we can't. When we look at someone like that, we know that in our worst situation, we still have a choice of of how we respond and and our attitude. And and you know you just have to look around a little bit. If you're in America we need to have that attitude of gratitude because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have a phenomenal life. I've been to many uh, third world countries and I've helped a lot of people, you know, through mission work and stuff, building homes or whatever it was. And 
And when I get back to the USA, boy, you just want to kiss the ground. I mean, I actually want to, I've had times when I, I didn't remember flying into Miami international airport once. And I thought I was actually going to lay on the floor and kiss the ground. I was mm. so happy to be back in America. And I'm like, wow, because I was so things that happened and, and there's some unrest, you know, some, some political unrest and, and some uh, sure. kind of some dangerous situations. And I thought, wow, I, wow. You don't realize how fortunate you are to be in America and, and the poorest of the poor in America are rich. They really are. They truly are. You just don't realize it. So, so I think that attitude of thankfulness and, and, and I guess we want to kind of wrap this up okay. and talk about, you know, okay, what are the takeaways from today? Here's what we want you to know. Okay. Dead by midnight, fantastic way to change your life today. Okay. Now you need to think about you. You may be dead by midnight. This, this may be your last one. This may be it very possibly. You just don't know. So how are you going to treat the next person that comes through that door? How are you going to look at and appreciate when you look around, you go into the bathroom and you turn on a faucet with water and you can have hot water. You can have cold water. You can brush your teeth or you can get a big glass of water and it's clean. It's fresh and you can drink it without getting some kind of, what is that? Amoebic dysentery <laughs> or something you know, crazy, which I've, I've had some of that stuff in or other countries where you just like get a bug and you can't get it out, but have an attitude of gratitude today. Think about, death your death and how quickly it can come upon you and how today you need to live as if you may be the one that, that's gone and uh and the other thing was the um the attitude um in the morning you know when you get up the attitude before underwear remember that attitude before underwear and that's probably all you need to know because that will change your life also attitude before underwear and as always, our, remember our website, finishingonfire.com. This is a Finishing on Fire radio show. Greg Vance, awesome dude, and, and Dave Wadsworth, are, are, we're talking about the book, the Finishing on Fire book. It's on Amazon by myself, Dave Wadsworth. And please, if you want to get a copy of that and, and enhance your life, you can. Uh, if you got Kindle, um, you can just pull it up and read it, you know, uh, and, and I think you may read it for free, but it, it's, it's worth, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. Um, and if you don't have that kind of money, just give me a call sometime and we'll, we'll fix you up <laughs> if you're that tight. <laughs> and I guarantee you, if you don't get $10 worth out of it in the first chapter, uh, then you, you're sad. You really are, but uh, you will. So, so I guess we need to, to leave with the, uh, the question of the day. Are you growing or are you dying? Mm -hmm. Because that's our choice. We're either growing today or we're dying. And so basically we finish up by saying, you can either fire up or you can fizzle out. So guys, let's fire up and uh, good luck to you. Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.